I want us to, uh, <clears throat> you want to open up your Bible to 1 Corinthians 12. First Corinthians twelve. We are on the gifts of the Spirit, and uh, man, I sound really hollow. Is there? Is it just me? It might just be the time change. <laughs> Everything feels different this morning. Uh, no, I'm I'm feeding back to barely, but I think I'm good now. So thank you, sir. If you don't have notes, I encourage you, normally we don't have a lot of notes here, but uh, I'm going to encourage you, if you don't have notes, uh, here's, here's two things. One, if you weren't here for the first week for impartation, biblical basis of impartation, we have those notes. So if you need the first one, um, and if you need today's notes, I encourage you. We do have a reason to get a bulletin now. We've got some notes in them. <laughs> I know some of you forego that. You say, no, I don't need one of those. Um, I know all the stuff that's going on. So um, if you need the first week, anybody who was not here two weeks ago, this one's great. You can probably just read it and get the get the idea. Um, anybody else need week one from two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, we talked about uh, just kind of an introduction to the gifts of the Spirit. And then we talked about the idea of impartation. And that's what this no- these notes are here. This is the biblical basis of impartation. And so if you're not familiar with that, I would encourage you, you need to read this to be familiar with that. The basic idea is that throughout Scripture it's shown that there's a transfer of gifts and authority and ministry that happens through the laying on of hands. And that, you know, whatever reason, you know, God, God actually encourages us, encourages us to do that in Hebrews 6 and chapter and verse 2. And, you know, that, that's part of the basics and so it's not to get crazy with it. It's still under direction of the Holy Spirit. He's got to be the one leading all of this because uh, they're really His gifts, right? And it's the gifts of the Spirit. They're the gifts of the Spirit that come to us for somebody else. And you can see at the top of your notes um, the nine gifts of the Spirit. So I want us to read 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to read all the way through verse 11. So we're just going to read this whole passage and get ourselves familiar with it again. Um, Holy Spirit, open the word as we read it. It says, Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. And so there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, or to everyone, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So this is for everybody. So anybody left out? Nope, there's nobody left out. So that means you're included in this. To one there is given through the Spirit the message or the word of wisdom. To another the message or the word of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits or discerning of spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. 
and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. So you've got the nine gifts there. You see them on your notes. There's the word of wisdom. I just choose choose to call it word of wisdom because that's like what spirit-filled churches have been doing for a long time. That's probably what the King James says. And so I grew up learning that. So if you want to call it message of wisdom, whatever, uh, it it, it doesn't matter to me. It could be called utterance of wisdom uh, in some translations too. So word of wisdom, word of knowledge, the gift of faith, gifts of healing. It's supposed to be plural there. It is plural. In the Greek, it's it's not one gift of healing. It's gifts of healing. So there's different aspects to that gift. The gift of miracles or miraculous powers. Gift of prophecy, the discerning of spirits, gift of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. And as I said in the intro, the gift of tongues here is not your prayer language. This is not your prayer language. Okay? The prayer language we find in 1 Corinthians 14 where it talks about praying with the Spirit and singing with the Spirit and then singing with your mind. It's in Jude 20 where it says, pray in the Spirit in all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Uh, you know, Ephesians 6 in verse 19 and 20, uh, you know, it says, pray in the Spirit at all times. So that's, that is your personal prayer language. This gift is different than your personal prayer language. And if you've heard differently, this is, this is what I believe. <laughs> the, that's why this gift of tongues is not for everybody. Not everybody is going to stand up in a meeting, whether that's a meeting of five people, a meeting of 20 or 30 or whatever, um, or more, 100 or 1,000, and give a tongue in, in public. That is, a, that is the gift of tongues in 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, and there needs to be an interpretation with it. So that's, uh, it's not just getting up and letting your prayer language go out real loud in a service. That's not the gift of tongues. Uh, I had somebody who said that, oh, I just, when I got moved to give the gift of tongues, I just did the same thing. And then God interpreted it differently. No, when God interprets it, he's really interpreting what's being said. It's not just like some kind of magic thing where you say the same thing and God makes it mean something different every time. And, you know, some some churches got, you know, got in a rut and got locked into where the same person every week. If you grew up in a, in a Pentecostal church, sometimes you would hear like the same person, you know, Sister, sister so-and-so, sister, sister howdy-doody would go off and give the tongue. And every week, you knew sister so-and-so was going to get up and give a tongue, right? You, know, she, you knew sister so-and-so was going to declare it out. And then, then brother hear it good over here was going to interpret. And you knew that he was going to stand up after whatever she said. And, and she was going to say the same thing she said last week, but he was going to say something different. And we were supposed to all go, wow. Okay, so that's kind of getting off track with the gifts. And we've all seen where they got off track. But we want to say, Lord, we want, we want the real deal. Uh, we, want, we want the real thing. We don't want to just go through the motions. And so I am believing that as we go through this study, some of us have gone through gifts. I mean, we've all done, if you've been in church any time, you've probably gone through this one point. But I'm believing that God's going to increase gifts, make them more, you know, active in your life. You know, maybe for, one, for the first time you'll, you'll operate in one of these gifts. Uh, if you remember in our survey that we took for our church, there's a, there's a majority of people in our church who say, I, I know what my gift is, 
and I'm not using it, or I don't know what my gift is, and I'm not using it because I don't know what it is. And so, you know, the nine gifts of the Spirit, look, are different. There are also gifts of serving and all those different things that we fall into, but I believe every single believer who is filled with the Holy Spirit can operate in these gifts that are listed right here. These are these are meant to be the miraculous, powerful gifts that show that God is alive. You know, we're singing the song, Jesus is glorified, He's overcome. How is Jesus as Lord demonstrated in my life? It's when something miraculous happens, when the power of God is present, when I can speak to someone and know something in their life that I shouldn't know apart from God, and they go, that's got to be God. And then so that's, that's, that's miraculous, that's supernatural. And so I'm believing that that's going to happen, that, you know, maybe there's a gift in your life that's been kind of quiet for a while, and God wants to wake it back up and say, hey, let's stir that up, let's fire that thing back up, let's get it going. And the other thing I want to say is, look, the gifts of the Spirit are not for just the church gathering. I really believe that, uh, and again, I'm, I'm right here with you, I'm, I'm more familiar with it in the church setting than I am outside the church setting, because I grew up in church. <laughs> you know, we're, we're used to it. But what if, man, what if we started seeing this stuff happen outside? That would be amazing. And I think, you know, I, I love, you know, I hate tooting the youth's horn. Actually, I, I don't mind. Uh, you know, the youth went out and did some stuff. When you, when you step out, sometimes God does some stuff. Sometimes you have to take a risk and do something out of, the, out of your comfort zone. Um, so that's what we're on today. We're going to do Word of Wisdom. You can see there's three categories of the gifts. That's just my own thing. Uh, there's the edifying or maybe the communication gifts, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. There's the revelatory gifts, which re- are revealing something, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. And then there's what, what looks like the miraculous gifts, the healing, the miracles, and faith. And so today we're going to do word of wisdom. It says, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. So what, what is a word of wisdom? Here's a definition that uh, I have come up with, and this was originally with consulting with several people on a staff and talking about it and, and going through, you know, going back and forth on what, what does this really, what does that mean? Uh, Word of wisdom is a supernatural revelation through the Holy Spirit from the mind of God, giving counsel, direction, practical advice, or instruction. Wisdom reveals how to proceed in certain situations and could be the key to some action and response that will bring freedom, healing, deliverance, and guidance by the Holy Spirit. This, is, this line is very important. This does not require experience or knowledge of being in the same situation or circumstance. That's very key. And so I put down there, word of wisdom is not just giving your advice. You might have good advice, and it might be wise. It might have wisdom in it, but that's not the word of wisdom. Um, that's you giving good advice, and we need that. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not a gift of the Spirit. That's not a supernatural manifestation of the Spirit. Word of wisdom is not sharing what you did in a similar situation or circumstance. That could be helpful too. I'm not saying these are bad. It's just that's just not the gift of the word of wisdom being active. That's your experience and God taught you something and you can share it with someone. That's totally important, totally valid. It's just not a word of wisdom. And a word of wisdom is not from your own mind. In other words, it's got to come from the Holy Spirit. He might, he might share it in your mind, but it's not just your own thought. This is a thought from God. This is something he thinks. And so I want us to turn, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 talks about wisdom. So we're going to read a couple of scriptures on wisdom, what God means when he says the wisdom of God. 
1 Corinthians 2 and verse 6, it says this, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that's been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. You know, that's kind of the word of wisdom right now. It's something it's drawn from the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God for their foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgment about all things, but he himself is not subject to man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. And so there's a lot in there about wisdom. Now, look, all of that is not necessarily referring to the word of wisdom, but that gives us an idea of what we're talking about when it says the you know, wisdom that comes from God. James 3 and 17. Do we have that for the screen? Uh, let's just shoot that one up there. Oh, that's cool, Corey. Um, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So in other words... You know, if we're going to have a word of wisdom, it's going to be characterized by those things that are in, in James 3.17. So when a word of wisdom comes, that's, that's the nature of wisdom. That's wisdom from heaven. You know, have you ever been, been in, a, in a situation where things were just not going right and then somebody just said something and then it just everything clicked? Where everything, it, was, it all made sense in that moment. It was like, oh, that person spoke. What was that? They spoke the wisdom of God. And that was probably a word of wisdom. They were operating in the gift of the Spirit. It doesn't have to be loud and flamboyant. It can just be simply stated. Um, so what's the difference between wisdom and a word of wisdom? Ephesians 5.15 says that we're all called to walk in wisdom. So in other words, there's, there's a wisdom that we're all called to walk in. And it says, you know, be careful then how you live, not as unwise as wise. We're supposed to live with wisdom in general, in terms of the wisdom that God gives us. But the word of wisdom is something that goes beyond just that wisdom with walking with God. It's something that's, that's a revelation to you in, the, in a moment. Um, I found a scripture that I thought, you know, kind of defines it. It's Daniel 1 and 20. And it says this. This is the story of, you remember Daniel and his, and his friends? You know, they're taken away, they're taken captive, and they've, they're training up these guys to be, you know, in the king's service, kind of be wise men in some ways, you know, kind of like the Magi guys that came and saw Jesus, but, you know, to be the advisors and rulers for the king. And so, you know, they, they're going to feed them all this amazing food, and they say, what, what does Daniel and his buddies say? Just give us vegetables and water, you know? Hallelujah, right? 
How many of you wish God would just tell you to eat that all the time? (laughs) Vegetables and water. So for 10 days, you know, the guy agrees and gives them vegetables and water. Um, And then when they go in and they're tested before the king, this is what happens. It says, Daniel and his friends, in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. To me, that's what the word of wisdom is. It's got to be something way better than just good advice. It's something that's, that's supernatural, that comes straight from God. It's like, wow. I mean, that's what Daniel had right there. Daniel and his friends, like they had something that, that nobody else had. And it was recognized by the king. That, that's way better than I've ever seen. The things you're saying, that's coming from a different source than, than I've ever heard from. And I believe that's what word of wisdom should be. It's, gonna, it's coming from a different source. It's coming from a heavenly source. The wisdom of God in that moment. You know, there's times we need direction. And there's times there's confusion. What do we need? We need the wisdom of God. And sometimes it's a word of wisdom. Sometimes it's somebody else that speaks into our life and just says something. It might be the right question. It might be somebody just asks you a question. Have you ever been... You know, thinking of all this stuff, and then somebody, they just ask you the right question, and you're like, oh. You know, to me, that question is a word of wisdom, because it gets you to the direction that God is is leading you. Um, You know, and word of wisdom is so, it's not like the big showy thing. Like word of knowledge, we're more familiar with word of knowledge, because when you share a word of knowledge and somebody gets healed, like it's God shows them something supernatural. And so we're like, oh, yeah, word of wisdom doesn't always have this immediate effect. You know, it's not like some, you know, a beam of light comes down, and, but, you know, it just changes the course of your life. It can get your life on the right course. You know, I think sometimes it happens. Um, I mean, I can tell you there's been several times I've been at meetings with other leaders in Foursquare. And there's just some people, you know, all kinds of people can say stuff. And then there's a lot of times, I know Pastor Eric Hewlett, I think he just operates in word of wisdom. He would just stand up, and no matter what he said, he would just go, yeah, that's what we need. That's, that's, that's what God, that's, that's clear. Now that's, you know, all this other stuff that we've been talking about, we've got all these good ideas, we've got all this stuff, oh yeah, this, this, this. And then somebody stands up and says, what about this? And then you'll go, oh, that's it. That's a word of wisdom. That's what I believe it is. You know, I believe we had a word of wisdom in our council meeting, probably more than once, hopefully, right? But there's been a word of meeting in our council meeting. One, one that I thought of specifically was when we were uh, talking about this land across the street. And I still remember, uh, I won't tell you who it was, but, um, you know, there was a person that said we were talking about, well, we could sell this land or something, and it was just out of nowhere. Well, why don't we just give it away? It was almost like, oh, you know, I remember going, oh, what? <laughs> Oh, you know, I think sometimes the word of wisdom does that because it comes out and and it's because God's wisdom is sometimes different than what you normally would do. And so if it comes out of left field, but then you go, no, that's God. You know, I think that was a word of wisdom for our church that it's God was saying, no, you need to give this away. You don't need to get money for it. And then God brought in money from other sources. We had our best year ever after we did that in terms of finances. You know what? That was a word of wisdom and the word of wisdom will bear fruit in your life. You'll see things that happen in your life that begin to change. All because there's a word of wisdom that's been, 
that's been released. There's some examples in Scripture. Let's look at, if you want to turn your notes over, they're on the back if you're following. Um, examples from Scripture, a word of wisdom. Probably one of the most famous ones, and I, you know, it's just an awesome story, is the account of Solomon with the two ladies that have the, you know, one of them has a baby that dies, and the other one has a baby, and they both come in and say, no, this is my baby. Um, you know, nowadays we just do a DNA test, right? We don't have to mess around with all that. <laughs> they didn't have DNA tests back then. So Solomon has a word of wisdom. He, he has something in that moment that's going to get right to the heart of the matter, that's going to get right to the truth. What does Solomon say? Let's just cut the baby in half, and I'll give you each half. You know, it's kind of gruesome, kind of crazy. Like, oh, <laughs> what are you, whoa, <laughs> what's wrong with you, Solomon? But in that moment, that was what needed to be spoken because then the real mother was revealed because she said, no, never mind, you, she can have the baby. I don't want him to be hurt. To me, I, I think that's a great example of a word of wisdom uh, over the disputed baby there. Uh, in Acts 6, 1 through 7, Acts 6 is the account where there are people being left out of the, the daily distribution of food for the widows. And so the apostles said, we're not doing anything about that. <laughs> Basically, they said, that's not our job. And so, but there was a, there was a, I, there was a word of wisdom that came and said, hey, this, this needs to happen. Somebody needs to be raised up to do this. And here's something I'd never seen in Acts 6, which I share with my wife on Friday, but I'm going to share with you today, is in Acts 6, the apostles don't pick those guys. You know, Stephen and Philip and all the rest of the guys, we don't remember their names because we never hear about them again. Nicanor and those guys. It doesn't say the apostles choose them. Go back and read Acts 6. It says the apostles says, hey, bring some guys to us. So it was the community, it was the people that recognized these guys' leadership that said, hey, these guys are the ones that need to serve. Choose men from among you. And it says they brought these guys to the apostles and then the apostles laid their hands on them. So to me, that was an awesome description of the wisdom in a group of people, in the people of God. Sometimes it's released in a group, you know, that it's not just one person. There's, there's the wisdom of the spirit that is released in a group. And so anyway, I, I just never noticed that before. But the Peter and John and all those guys, they didn't pick they didn't pick Stephen. They didn't pick Philip. You know, it was the people that said, hey, these guys are the ones. And of course, the apostles then what? Lay hands on them and there's an impartation and they start doing miracles because that's impartation at work there. Um, Acts 6 and verse 10. This is a great scripture. It says, this, this shows us how the word of wisdom can be used in the marketplace. Never, seen, never noticed this scripture before in relation to that, but I, I kind of think it applies. But it says for Stephen, you know, Stephen begins to talk about God's grace and see power and signs and wonders. And it says people were opposing him. And in verse 10 it says, but they could not stand up against his wisdom or the spirit by whom he spoke. You know, I was thinking, you know, sometimes we need wisdom in how to share the message of Jesus in the world. You know, we, we need, and you know what? We need not just a good idea. I need something for, straight from heaven. 
in situations where I can have a heavenly download. And that's what Stephen was saying. Look, these guys were so against him, but they couldn't refute what he said because he spoke with such wisdom and power. And to me, that's like, man, that's got to be a demonstration of a gift of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit was, was at work within him. But in sharing the good news, we need a word of wisdom. I need to know what to say in that moment to minister to this person who doesn't know Jesus. And so... To me, that's an example that I'd never seen before that says, hey, here, is it, here it is out in the world. You know, There's times we can start with arguments. We can go through all the different things that we know in our head. But sometimes we just need, we just need God to drop something in our hearts. We need something supernatural. It might be a question that totally just changes the whole conversation. So Stephen, was, they weren't able to stand up to him. How about Paul? Uh, Paul, when he was in Acts 27, uh, it says that... He shared before the, the captain of the ship and all those people, hey, don't sail right now. We need, I, it's going to be really bad if we sail right now. And so, of course, they ignore Paul. But that was a word of wisdom in that moment. That was trying to, they were, God was trying to use Paul to speak into the life of that whole ship. In other words, you don't have to go through this whole storm in the shipwreck. You know, it didn't have to happen that way. Uh, if they would have followed what had come down from heaven through Paul. In other words, the word of wisdom from Paul was saying, hey, there's going to be destruction if we sail. You know, it would have been a different story. We wouldn't have Acts 27 and 28 the same way. Maybe Paul just would have stayed there for a while, had miracles happen on the island he was at, and then sailed to Rome when it was clear. I don't know. You know, God still worked in it, but sometimes, you know, that's to me two examples of out in the marketplace, you know, that God's going to give us wisdom and and there's going to be questions that we can ask people. Uh, How about Jesus? Uh, there's the there's the account where people come to Jesus and they say they're trying to trap him. And I believe this is an example of a word of wisdom where Jesus says, you know, they're saying, hey, should we pay taxes or not? And Jesus, hey, show me the coin. And he says, hey, who's who's whose picture is on here? They're like, well, Caesar's. And he's like, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And so everybody it says again, it. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal to us because we, we just read it in the Bible sometimes and go, oh, that's a cool story. But it says they were just amazed. They were like, whoa. In other words, that was, a, that was like a Daniel. That was ten times better than anything they'd ever heard on that subject. They're like, that's, that's not what I expected. It got him out of the trap, too, of the, the people trying to trap him in his words. Uh, so that's, sometimes we need a word of wisdom, how to share something. You know? How do we... How do we, when we're in a situation where it's like a delicate situation and, and you know, the wrong word is going to ignite something in the wrong way, is going to start an argument or get somebody off track, you know, that's where the word of wisdom comes in, where I need to communicate it in the right way. And so the Holy Spirit will give us that. So how does the word of wisdom come? And these are just some, this is just basically hearing God is, is mostly how it comes. But number one, hearing God in your heart. Sometimes you just, just the same way you hear God, there's a word of wisdom where he gives you something and you just speak it, you know, it's a, but it's from the Holy Spirit. He's, you know, there's a, sometimes you can see something. It looks like Paul saw something when he talked about the ship. He says, I see that our trip is going to be destructive. He says that in Acts 27, 9. He says, I see it. So to me, I don't know if he had a vision or a dream or if he just had a picture in his mind from the Holy Spirit that was like a ship torn in half or something. He's like, this is not a good idea. We shouldn't sail. Um, there's an inner knowing. Sometimes you just know that you know that you know. Okay, and that's, that's 
I wish it was a better answer than that sometimes, but that's sometimes you just got to know it and you're knower and you know it's God. Um, having the right question, number four, sometimes it's just the right question pops in your mind in that moment. And it's from the Holy Spirit and it changes everything. And number five, maybe it's a scripture. Sometimes it's a scripture that just needs, you just need the word of God in a moment where the right scripture shared at the right time is a word of wisdom. You know, it's, it's a word straight from heaven in that moment that like, you know, when you've heard a scripture and it's like, oh, that's a good scripture. But then there's times where somebody shared a scripture with you and it's like, it just like opens up to you. It's like, it's like a bright shining light. It's not physically happening there, but spiritually it's like, ding, that's it. That's what I've been looking for. That's what, that's what I need to hear. You know, that's a word of wisdom. You know, God's going to use the word of God. It's, it's got tons of wisdom in it. Sometimes we just need to know the word of wisdom is to know what scripture at the right time. Um, so those are the ways that the word of wisdom comes. Questions? That's, that's the teaching for today. <laughs> we're doing more of a teaching than a preaching, okay? So for, so for a while we'll be on teaching. Um, I may preach on some of them more. I might get more excited. But, um, you know, word of wisdom, I think there's a little bit of a... It's the one that isn't sometimes as clear. And so I'm, I'm, I'm even asking the Lord, saying, Lord, I want to I be more clear on, on how this gift is used and operated in my life. You know, I want to I see, see, it, see it active in me. And like I said before, there's some gifts that you're probably going to be more active in. But I believe at any time, God could use you in any of the nine gifts. So we need to be ready. There's, there might be some regular gifts that you regularly operate in. And the thing is... You know, if it's not a word of wisdom, great. God's going to do it with something else. But if it is a word of wisdom, develop it. Uh, I encourage you to read Proverbs uh, over and over again. If you really feel like this is a gift that God says, I want to use you in this. I am calling you to be, you know, read the book of Proverbs because Proverbs is the wisdom of God. And so that gets your, your heart just set on wisdom. It just gets your heart, you know, stirred with, with wisdom all the time. So read the book of Proverbs. That's a good way to, to get yourself trained. It helps renew your mind. And then, you know, you kind of know what goes along with the wisdom of God and what doesn't. Amen? All right. Here we go. I want us to pray for people. So if you feel like you say, I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, I need this, either I need this gift activated in my life, or I need, you know, I've, I've operated in this, but I just need it stirred up a little bit more. So either of those two things, I want you to bravely lift your hand and say, that's me this morning. So who is that? Anybody? There's one, two, there's several. All right, can we, can we just lay hands on people right now? We're, we're believing um, that the word of wisdom, the message of wisdom by the Holy Spirit is going to be released in every single hand that's raised. I'm believing this week there's going to be some opportunity for you to, to use that gift. And so go ahead and lift your hands again. The rest of you who are around, this is all family today, so we can, we can move around. Go ahead and, go ahead and get, get behind somebody um, that's, that's got their hand lifted up. and this is just us as the community of God saying man we want to see this released in these lives thank you Lord are we missing anybody I just want to make sure we're not missing anybody wave your hand if we're missing you 
Thank you, Lord. Right now, just begin to pray. You begin to pray. It's not me praying. It's, it's, it's the Holy Spirit praying through you. We're believing right now, Lord. Thank you. Holy Spirit, come and fill freshly. Come and fill freshly. Oh, Spirit, move in us. Oh, Holy Spirit, move in us. Oh, we desperately need wisdom from heaven in this world right now. Lord, there's so many things going on in our world. We need the wisdom. We need it like Daniel, ten times better. We need something ten times better than anybody else could come up with. Lord, it's not something we come up with on our own. Thank you. Lord, thank you for activating and releasing these gifts and these who are saying, God, you're calling me to this. I know I, my heart is stirred today. There's something in me that says, I need this in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. Stir up the word of wisdom in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill freshly in Jesus' name. Lord, make clarity. Lord, bring clarity about this gift. Lord, bring clarity in hearing you, in recognizing the opportunities. Lord, we stir up the gift. Lord, just as it says in your scriptures, stir up the gift. Lord, let it be fanned into flame. Lord, let there be a fire that burns even brighter. Lord, let those who have walked in this, Lord, see it more frequently. Lord, may it, may it happen out in the marketplace. Lord, when we're at work. Lord, when we're with our neighbors. When we're with our family members, especially those that don't know you. There'll be just something that comes upon us. Holy Spirit, you'll come upon us and we'll say something that will change everything. Thank you for the message of wisdom. Thank you for words of wisdom being released. Supernatural words in these mouths right now. We thank you that they will be bold. Lord, we thank you they will be bold to step out in faith. Just like Paul had to be bold to say, we don't need a sail. He's not a sailor. He doesn't know anything about ships. But he had a word from God. He had wisdom from heaven. Lord, we thank you. Lord, there'll be things they don't even have knowledge about, God. But you show them the way to go. In Jesus' name, thank you for changing courses of lives. Because of the wisdom being released. The word of wisdom is important, God. We need direction in lives. Thank you for releasing that through these lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Stir up these gifts. Lord, we're believing for a manifestation in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, let's cl- let me close with an old song that we sing. I know Miss Dorothy's not here, but uh, can we just say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And we're just saying, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in my life this week as, as we go through the week. Um, so I'm going to, I'll lead it. If you know it, you can join in. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace. You are welcome in this place. Let's sing it one more time. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, you are welcome 
in this place. Yes, Lord. We just say yes, Lord, to you. Oh, fill us freshly, Lord, on Monday and Tuesday afternoon, God. Maybe be full of your spirit. Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being at work. Lord, we're excited about what you're doing, God. We're looking for, we're expecting. Lord, we're expecting good things. We're expecting things to happen, Lord, as we go through our days. Lord, thank you that it's in those Kairos moments where the Holy Spirit releases the word of wisdom. Lord, and we thank you for that. Thank you for those moments. Let us recognize them and be aware of them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was good. Be blessed as you go. Are you home group?